0: From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged email edition for February 12th, 2009. I'm John Major. I'll be your host. Uh, Pete Werner is currently in California uh, on a content gathering trip. And I'm joined by our Orlando team, which is Will Perry, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, and Kevin Close. Um, We're going to answer some of your emails and listen to some of your voicemails. If you'd like us to consider your emails or voicemails, uh, simply send them to us. The regular way to do that is to send your emails to podcast at www.info.com. And you can just send us a regular email, or you can do one of those recorded MP3s that we like so much. Or if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the number is one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. 310 9662 That's toll-free from in the United States. And we have two toll-free numbers for people who are in Australia and somewhere else, United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> And other places. Other places. Um, well, why don't you read those off for us? I see you have those in front of you.
1: Sure.
2: Um, let's see. The UK number is zero eight zero eight one two zero two three one six, And the Australian number is one 800
0: So if you call in and leave a voicemail, we're going to uh, consider those and listen to your questions and see if we want to answer those on our show. Let's get started. Our first voicemail comes from Jesse in Maryland. And Jesse has a question about transportation.
3: Hi, podcast team, or voices in my head, as I sometimes have to call you. This is Jesse calling from Columbia, Maryland. And I've been listening to you guys for a long time now. So this is my first time calling, so be nice. So I have a couple of questions I think you guys can help me with today. First of all, I always stay off property and I usually have a car for transportation, but I'm interested in using Disney transportation on my next trip. I had heard or read somewhere that someone was riding a Disney bus and got asked for their resort room key to prove that they were staying at a Disney resort. Since I don't usually stay at Disney resorts, my question is, have you ever heard of this? Are the buses for resort guests only, or can everybody ride them? I'm not really a rule breaker, so I don't want to get caught or busted as a stowaway on my vacation. My other question is about visiting during the off-season. December is usually my favorite time to come, but it seems to be getting crazy crowded, so I'm trying to figure out if I should take a visit in January or February next year. However, the thing that has me worried are the recent pictures I've seen of how much rehab is going on right now. I know it's typical for Disney to do rehab when the crowds are lower, but is the world so much under rehab early in the year that it detracts from the Disney magic that I love so much? I was just wondering about these things, so if you could help me out, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, and keep up the good work.
0: Well, thanks for that, Jessie. Um Jesse, just real quick, you didn't leave us your contact information, so we can't get in touch with you to send you your pin or your shirt. So uh, send us an email at podcast at and let us know. How uh, we can get in touch with you. As far as your questions, the, the Disney transportation system technically is reserved for Disney resort guests. Um, technically, you're supposed to be staying in one of the resorts in order to use any of the transportation available to resort I guests. I thought it was
4: um, a multi, multi-day pass holder, like ticket holder. I remember seeing that thing as long as you had... More than a one-day ticket, you were allowed to use the buses.
0: I've never seen anything that said that on it. However, you got to think the the bus transportation is really resort to resort or or park to resort, where something like the the boat can take you from a
5: common area to a park. I guess I'm amount. confused by if you're if you're not staying on property, what kind of transportation is it that you're looking to use? If you're getting to Disney property with a car. You're certainly going to be able to go fast you're you're gonna be able to do this faster by using your own transportation. If you're staying on Disney property, you are a resort guest. So I guess I'm not quite sure. I can't come up with a scenario in my head where they would question you using their transportation.
0: Well you might want to go from uh a park to downtown Disney and then back to the park to get your car. You might want to do something like that. where well, we understand that it'll be faster to use your own car. Someone might not want to do that. Well you certainly wouldn't have to be a resort guest to do that. Right. But I guess that's her question. Her question isn't we're not trying to figure out what she's trying to do as much
5: as can she do it. Sure, go ahead, Jesse. I say you can. (laughs) Exactly.
4: (laughs) And I would say as long as you're not trying to like get on a bus at downtown Disney where they know that people park there to avoid paying for parking at the parks, that chances are she'd never be asked for a resort ID.
5: I've never heard of anyone being asked for a resort ID. I haven't either. I usually hear that the buses are crowded enough that they're just glad to get you on. Exactly. That nobody's taking IDs. And all you would have to say is, I don't have mine on me. Yeah. I guess the, the point is that, yes, technically the buses are supposed
0: to be if you're staying at a resort. But I've never heard of anybody being checked before. And I can't imagine you wanting to go to a resort
5: if you have your own car.
4: And how would it be? You know, like the the boat that goes from Port Orleans, do they ever check there to see that you're a resort guest?
5: I've ridden that boat many, many times and no one's ever questioned
0: me. Yeah,
4: they never did for me either, but I just wondered if anybody had. No, and
0: the same thing for the monorail. I've never been checked in the monorail. So I I think you're fretting over nothing. It's one of those things where people get in their heads that they're worried about something that's probably never going to happen. Let's talk a little bit about rehabs earlier in the year of course he's our rehab person
1: not lately not lately. <laughs> <laughs> how have they been <laughs> what's been closed
0: well i think you've got you got to understand that disney wants to have as minimal guest impact as possible so they choose the times of the year where there's going to be less guests in the park and that's usually earlier in the year the crowds are lighter so less guests would be impacted by say a ride being down for refurbishment or... And
5: aren't one of the water parks always closed after the first of the year, pretty much? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they they close one, keep one open, and they, they swap out.
5: Right. So there's always going to be, just after the holidays, one of the water parks will be closed for a couple of months. This is one of those things that you can't afford.
0: You know, if you're going to come here during an off time, you have to suspect that, expect that something might be closed for rehab. I mean, you want things to be nice when you come here. You want them to be look like they're fresh and, and newly painted and you know, recently taken care of. They have to be done at some time.
5: And something that seems to bother a lot of people now that Disney's decorating the castle with the lights, sh- whenever they start taking down the Christmas decorations, there's a crane behind the castle, which people are upset that the crane is then in their picture. Yeah. You can assume that the couple of days after the Christmas decora- or when the Christmas decorations are coming down that you will see a crane in the Magic Kingdom just part of your visit
1: there's always something closed yeah you know you, you just can't avoid it it's always
0: I agree who has an email they want to read I do
6: <laughs>
5: all right Teresa all
6: right this one came directly to me question for Teresa hi
5: Teresa oh, there were jazz hands involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it says hi
6: Teresa I have enjoyed your reviews of child care options at Walt Disney World in June we were going to Walt Disney World for the first time without our built-in babysitters also known as grandparents my husband and I would like to check out City Walk one evening during our trip. I'm assuming that Disney Childcare is not an option since we will be leaving the property. Do you know if Universal offers anything similar? Are there any other options? Thanks in advance. Jennifer Bell. Peace, love, Mickey. On the Disboards, League City, Texas. Um, you can still leave them at Disney even though you're leaving property. If you don't want to be that far away. From them. Um, you just I mean,
5: can't leave the state.
6: You just can't leave the state. <laughs> Can you
0: leave them for like weeks at a time? Yeah.
6: As long as you're back by midnight, you're good. Universal okay. does have options. All three resorts do have childcare, though none of, not all three of them are open every night. Um, during the off-seasons, you'll only find one open. You need to call ahead and find out which one is open. It's $15 an hour. Um, Universal does have morning and afternoon sessions, which Disney does not have. You can do um, 9 to 1 in the morning or 9 to 5 in the afternoon. 1 to 5 in the afternoon for $40 each or all day for $80, lunches included, if you want to get rid of your child all day. They also have evening for $15 an hour, 10% discount if you have more than one kid. And this is available at um, Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, and Portofino. And you need to call 407-503-1200. Make your reservations. and they Oh, and it's for um, ages 4 to 14 at Universal. And um, they're only open till
1: 1130 at night. Are they staying at Disney or Universal? They're staying, they're staying at Disney, Disney, but they okay.
6: want to go to
2: CityWalk. City Walk.
6: They
1: also offer, uh, Disney offers babysitting services, kids' night out, where somebody will come and watch your child in-room babysitting. In room, In babysitting. Room,
2: yeah.
0: The other thing that worries me about that Universal one is it ends at 11.30. If you're going to City Walk... Right, I yeah, know. I
2: thought that I was, was a little early. I was thinking the same thing. Mm. There's a movie theater there, though, so I don't know how old the kids are. But
6: She doesn't say. Just so.
0: leave the kids in a the movie theater. All right, I'm just saying
6: they could go I can't together. imagine leaving your 14-year-old in a Just prop the them up at a bar stool
2: at Bob Marley's.
6: Well, going to make a great
5: parent. Movie <laughs> <laughs> hey, theater, go sit over there. <laughs> okay, you're the popcorn lady.
0: Excellent, thank you, Teresa. Sir, sure. our next voicemail comes from Jeremy in Houston, who has a question about DVC points.
7: Hi, Diz crew. This is Jeremy calling from Houston. Um, I'm just calling regarding DVC. My wife and I are DVC members, and we recently got an email telling us that the point values had changed. Uh, we checked them out, and we noticed that the point values had gone up for the smaller accommodations, but they um, actually went down for the, the grand villas. Now, this sort of read me the wrong way because we have a small family, it's just my wife and I, and I don't know, I just wanted to get your opinions about this point change. Uh, it just seems like uh, they're penalizing the people that would take the smaller accommodations um, and, you know, giving a break to, you know, the the few, the small percentage that would, you know, buy the bigger ones or, uh, rented the bigger one, So I, I just wanted to get your thoughts and uh, ask if point changes like this are normal. We've been DVC members for uh, three years now and this is the first time uh, we've seen this. So uh, I look forward to hearing what you have to say and uh, thanks for putting on a great show. Bye.
0: Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, again, Jeremy, got to leave us your contact information so email us podcast at com so we can make sure we contact you. For anyone else who calls in and leaves a voicemail or uh, makes an MP3, just make sure at the end you give us a little bit about how we can contact you. Just an email address. DVC points. Um, The idea behind DVC is that the total number of points used in any use year will never change. They reserve the right to adjust these points any way they want based on the accommodations. I did see it once when I first started with uh, DVC Old Key West they kind of were getting their feet, their legs, and they were figuring out how they wanted the points to flesh out. And we did see a point readjustment early on. I I hate to say this, but it's, you know, it's supply and demand. More people are going to want the smaller accommodations and less people are going to want the bigger accommodations because they take so many points to use that, you know, they want you to use up your points in a certain way. It's, you know, is it right? I don't know if anything is right or fair, you know? Just, just the way it is. I don't know what else to tell you. It they're going to use that same phrase. It's due to guest demand. Yeah, more people want those studios or those one bedrooms, so they want you to chew up your points faster by using those accommodations. Um, I guess the only thing I can say is you know use your points wisely. You know, choose your dates so that um, you use less points, and maybe even switch accommodations at one point to see if you can get more more value for your points, but. That's just the way it is. Don't have a good answer for you. Sorry, Jeremy. Who has a vo- an email?
2: I want to make that. <laughs> Why do I keep doing that? I want to make a quick point real quick. Um, for the people that are recording and calling in for voicemails, leave your contact information in the voicemail. We do edit that out, but it's something you can say either on the phone or in the recording. We will take that information out just so you know.
0: Right. We'll, we'll pull that out. we we'll make sure we'll not play it for everybody. Unless we don't like you. <laughs> we want you to get spam. <laughs> Corey, you had an email you
1: I do. It's from Jennifer from Illinois. She is movie nut niffer on the boards. Um, She writes, I have a question about the Cinderella Castle Suite and the Disneyland Dream Suite. Now that the 2.35 years of 2 million dreams is over, (laughs) (laughs) what are they doing with those suites? Do they still pick a family to stay in them, or have they been dismantled? Just something I've wondered about. They have not been dismantled. They are not picking people out of the park and you know, awarding you with a stay there, but they are using it for special promotions, marketing, um, prizes, maybe for charity events, um, highest bidder type thing, but they haven't been dismantled and people are staying there. I know Bob Iger stayed there last weekend, but he's a VIP. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I'm not sure about the Disneyland Dream Suite. I'm, I assume it's the same. I it's, just really know about yeah. Cinderella's cast. That's what I
0: understand. It's going to be the same thing. They're going to keep it for special occasions and special promotions and things like that. Cinderella wants to keep uh, a separate apartment in case her and the prince ever break up. Yeah, <laughs> she wants, to, wants to be an independent woman and have a place to stay. Was that race? Was that sexist? No. Was it,
5: bad? it wasn't racist or
0: sexist. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was it. just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> just a bad joke. All right, let's go to another voicemail. And this one comes from Kenny. Kenny has a comment about the marathons.
8: Hi, podcast crew. Uh, this is Kenny, and I was listening to the show about two weeks ago when you were talking about the marathon. And you were mentioning um, if you could walk the half marathon. And the answer is it depends really on what your pace is. Um, they have a pace person that they um, send out at the very last person that, um, that goes beyond the start line. And as long as you are keeping a 16-minute, um, a mile pace, uh, which would have you finish the half marathon in three and a half hours, uh, you 're fine if you get beyond the sixteen um, minute mile uh, pace, then they will pick you up and they will transport you back to the
1: uh, oh, thought, to pick the up. <laughs> uh,
8: places where you started and everything so I hope that helped um, it's it 's a great event. I actually did the goofy race um not this past year but the year before. And there's nothing like it. Uh, They say that it's very magical, and it really is. There's nothing like running in uh, the Magic Kingdom in Epcot early in the morning and seeing all the lights and everything on and the characters and everything there. It was really great. Uh, But a 16-minute mile pace is what you uh, need to do. There are a lot of people that will just jog a little, and then they'll start walking, and then they'll jog and walk, and it's really... um, walker friendly uh there are a lot of walkers too so i wanted to give you guys that information i hope that helps i'll talk to you later bye
0: thanks for that info kenny and again kenny didn't send us your contact info so so please send us that um we've gotten a lot of really great response from david parfit's piece on the marathon there's a lot of interest in people and people seem to really want us to do it i don't know why that is probably just out of you know
6: but knowing now that they'll pick us up if we, yeah. <laughs> we're not walking fast
0: enough. I have this vision of the movie Dumbo Drop where they're going to pick me up in a big harness <laughs> on a helicopter and put me in the next location.
5: Or like tranquilizing
2: gun
6: <laughs> oh, no. you know? Yeah, I'm up for it now that I know I can be picked Take up it down.
4: So keeping the pace. People
2: should feel better. seems like you can walk. and I think I'm those still not doing
4: people it. had like balloons as I saw them coming through Magic Kingdom. They had little mm-hmm. balloons like with the time or something on them. I think that's what they were, Pacers. Time? Pacers. Yeah, that like uh, what your time needed to be. Oh my gosh, it's hmm. like a test. can we do it about four o'clock? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Break it up into three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the
5: multi-jog a little marathon. stay at Disney
1: Resort. <laughs> Jog a little stay oh, at Disney. Oh, I resort. like that idea.
2: <laughs> a third of the half marathon. Yeah, that
5: you know, right. That's what I'm going to do. It's the <laughs> fractions. A
6: third of the half marathon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: As they pick me up, take me around again. I wonder if they pick you up for the 5K. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not doing a half. We'll hat. find out.
5: I can picture the person behind me yelling at me. Come on, you have to move faster.
4: I just don't want to be the
6: last one
5: across the line.
6: Here she comes. Lots of chocolates. <laughs>
5: Run, Shit. Teresa. Run. Shit. She's got a pretzel.
1: All the cast members are like, now I get the clock out. Jeez. Yeah. Come
5: on, Why lady. You get to go home.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of talk at this table about who's going to be doing the marathon, who's not. I'm not. I just guess I.
5: We'll
0: see what happens when it comes around again. Very good. All right. Next email. Who wants to read one?
2: I have one. All right. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from uh, Catherine from Northern Ireland. And she says, I enjoy hearing the podcast. Um, oh, do it with an accent. I can. I'm,
0: he I, is I doing can. it with an accent. No, an Irish accent. Oh.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed hearing about your stay at Fort Wilderness. Um, my question is regarding the fishing excursions um, from this or other Disney resorts. My husband is a keen fisherman, but no one else in our family uh, is with him on that. I noticed that the trips are for up to five people and wonder if the price is is it started for a group of 5 or per person is there any group prices do they have facilities for solos or pairs to join other groups to split the cost there's no way i want to spend the day fishing uh, and thought my daughter and i could explore fort wilderness so yeah there actually is there is a, a pontoon boat rate of $150 for 2 hours it's a single person only and the time for that is 130 only um, but you said he's a keen fisherman so he, uh, he might enjoy the Nitro Bass boat. It's a little bit more expensive. It's a two hundred dollars um, one person, and that's from one thirty to three thirty. And that's the only time it's two hundred dollars. That's the cheapest Nitro uh, Bass boat you can get on. So fifty dollars more. That's just kind of something you'd have to gauge at what he would want to do. But the number is four zero seven W D W Bass or nine three nine two two seven seven.
0: But you um, can you can join other parties, right? Isn't that you can.
2: You can you know, go down by the docks and I guess hang out and you know see if a party comes and then try to talk to him. I don't think Disney will pick me.
4: Hey, buddy, want to go fishing?
2: Well, that's very red light district. Wait for the boats to come. Really does. I mean, I don't think Disney will. Pair them up together is no. what I'm trying to say. You're, you're going to have to go out on your own and find.
5: Oh, and make friends? <laughs>
2: and yeah. Make exactly.
5: friends. <laughs> yeah I'm sure you could go on the Diz and let them know that you're looking to start something on a certain date and you might find other people who are interested.
2: Good idea. Try
5: hanging boards. out down by the dock. Thing
1: sounds creepy.
9: Yeah,
6: it hey, Will, I got a question. All the campers and everything, did anybody have their own boat? Can you bring your own boat to Disney World? No. 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 You have to use theirs.
1: You could bring it, but you can't use it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Look at my boat. That's <laughs> where the kids <laughs> sleep.
0: You know, like your little. You know, you have yeah, a
2: fishing no. boat. You know. If
1: you're going to do that, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest doing it at Disney, anyways. I don't Bring even know if they let you park it in the campground. They might make you leave it in the the main front parking lot. Probably, yeah, yeah. Because there's, I mean, the spots are limited. You know, they're only they only go up to 65
2: feet, and if you've got an RV or a camper in there, it's yeah. You it's had room at your t- little spot. <laughs> uh
6: huh. You had room at your little spot. Because oh, yeah. Your little oh, camper yeah. was so tiny. Yeah. Oh why <laughs> She disparaged hey. the size of your camper.
2: It's all right. I know what's up. Did it say rent me really big on the side? It said El Monte. Oh yeah, <laughs> El Monte. <laughs> you
0: rented the Monte apparently. Now El
2: Monte is actually um, the right off of I four by the Harley dealership. If anybody knows where that is, I saw him the other day when we passed him. Like, oh okay, there's, there it is. So,
5: did you like your camper?
2: I did. It was, uh, yeah, it was nice.
5: Nice and warm those days. It was. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't bad at all. I was I was comfortable in there, I, you know, everything was yeah. It's good. So, um check the uh uh Karen check the discounts on the the fishing too. I know I'm pretty sure AAA members get a discount and if he's a Bass member, he gets 10% off. So, just look at that and we have uh, all that information on our site. So,
1: you know what? I didn't know. I didn't know you get a AAA discount at of Sandwich. Yes. It's a really good discount, too. I don't know just popped in my head when you said a AAA discount I'm like oh I'm hungry what kind of discount is that like 20% wow huh.
5: how come you never use that I don't know <laughs>
0: I don't use half the discounts I'm entitled to because you go to certain restaurants you're allowed DVC discounts and I forget I don't know I just go and my mind goes blank very good thank you for that Will um, I have an email I want to read mine comes from Jody And Jody said, I heard a rumor that Pop Century might be closed and remodeled as something else. Have you heard anything about this? Jody, I've heard that rumor. Um, I believe it started uh, based on an article from Jim Hill. And it actually has to do with the unfinished building that's part of Pop Century. Um, If you're not familiar, Pop Century was going to be expanded to... um, have another set of buildings that were themed to the earlier years than what the the main set of buildings are now. And it was all going to be one part of the whole big resort. Apparently they decided not to finish that part of Pop Century, and it's been sort of dormant for a very long time. As a matter of fact, there's videos up on YouTube of people who've walked through the the empty building. It's actually kind of creepy. What we're hearing is that They're going to use those buildings to build more of the family suites type of rooms, the ones that are are in All-Stars. And it's going to be an all-family suite building. So the question has become, what does that mean to Pop Century? If it's part of Pop Century, how are they going to brand it as Pop Century? Or are they going to completely rebrand the resort? That I don't know. And I don't think there's anything out there that indicates what they're going to do with that. They may make it a separate resort. You never know because it has its own check-in area, it has its own main building, and it has enough grounds to have its own services.
4: Oh, I never thought of that.
0: So that's a possibility as well, too. But I understand where you're coming from, Jody. I've heard those rumors as well. We'll keep an ear out for those. But I don't expect to see Pop Century completely remodeled.
1: Especially with all the layoffs they've been doing and budget cuts. You know, know, why are you going to redo something?
4: Although somebody said now's the time to do it because construction costs would be less
0: when you' when your occupancy is off at a resort, it's harder to invest in that, yeah especially when you're uh, bringing in the third parties to do um, you know those uh what's the resort area bonnet Creek bonnet Creek resort I couldn't think of the name of it Ugh. I had to read his mind first. He did <laughs> Especially when you have those third party hotels coming in and they're they're putting so many more rooms on property, it's kinda like why spend the money there. But we'll see what will happen with that. Let's play another voicemail. This is from Jennifer, and Jennifer is in Missouri and she has a question about mouse ear hats.
10: Hi guys, my name is Jennifer. I live in Columbia, Missouri, and I discovered your uh, podcast on iTunes about a month ago, and I have lost been losing sleep ever since. We're going for the first time in April, uh, 90 days from today. And I finally thought of a question uh, that I hadn't heard, uh, even in all your archives. I have to admit, I haven't been able to get to all of them yet, although that is my intention. Um, and that is, uh, do they still sell the mousier caps? I have a picture of myself. Um, you know, I said we were going for the first time. I'm saying it's the first time because I, I was there when I was five, and I really don't remember very much. It's a totally different place now. But, but one thing that I do have is a photograph of myself in the mouse ears. And I would love to be able to get my daughter, who is five, and we're taking her, uh, to get a picture of her in the mouse ears as well. And I haven't been able to... Uh, see that they still have those you know you're supposed to get off the airplane and be have your your mouse ears on and everybody knows where you've been so i am curious about that and uh, um i will uh, be anxiously awaiting your your answer can't wait uh can't wait so uh, thanks for everything love the restaurant reviews made our uh, reservations today and got everything we wanted. It went fantastic and I just have your your reviews to thank for our choices. feel really good about them. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for that, Jennifer. Um, the reason why I thought we'd play this is because sometimes we forget that some of the questions can be simple. That not everybody is into the, the detail of planning a Disney vacation at the same level. And sometimes people have questions that other people might think, well, yeah, answer to that is yes. Jennifer, the answer to that is yes. You can get mouse ears and, um, they've actually sort of in Disney's way of creating more marketing opportunities. They have, have create your own mouse ears. So you can go to the shops and you can have a special set of mouse ears made. You can put buttons on them or
1: they can light up,
0: light up. (laughs) So anything you want to do to your mouse ears, but they do have the conventional ones as well. And, um, You can get the classic black ones.
1: Right. Yeah. That's one of those things. A lot of people ask us, what can I get to remember the vacation by? You know, I enjoy just those classic Mickey ears, get Mm -hmm. your name on the back and bring it home and then shove it in the closet. Right. Traditional.
0: (laughs) Or I I also like the, the name tag pin that sort of resembles the cast member name and you can put your name on it and have that engraved. I think that's a great souvenir as well.
5: I have a back scratcher from my first trip. Do you? Mm
6: -hmm. All right. Wow.
5: Thanks for sharing.
6: You didn't know they had. (laughs) No, I did say the last time. I was.
5: You didn't know they had plastic back then, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It wasn't made out of asbestos. (laughs) Oh my
0: god. (laughs) And lead, (laughs) (laughs) lead. Jennifer, thanks Mm -hmm. for your voicemail. Um, Thanks for listening to the show. We're glad you found us, and go and post on the boards. You're gonna find that they're great. Yeah, come join us. They're a great bunch of people out there, or join us for chat. A reminder for everybody, we do chat every Wednesday night, um, specifically a podcast chat. And if you want to join us, you're welcome to. It goes by pretty quick, and it's hard to stay on topic, but we have a good time. Um, And who else has an email they want to read?
4: I'll read one. This is Tori from Iowa. I am T-L-H-B-D-M from the boards. I was listening to the... February 5th email show and you were talking about cameras. I may be going back to the world in December for my 2-year wedding anniversary. I am wanting to get a new camera and I was wondering if you could recommend one that will take firework pictures that don't have to be they don't have to be good pictures but I want to be able to tell they are fireworks. I figured you guys would know since you are there often and probably have pretty good cameras. Thanks guys, keep up the good work. Okay. Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask, but um, for a point and shoot camera, I would say don't bother. What do you guys think? I mean, I have a point and shoot camera that has a fireworks setting on it, and it doesn't take anywhere near the fireworks pictures that my um, SLR camera takes. Well,
2: no, it's not gonna.
4: No, but I'm just saying that, <laughs> you know, no. that, people no. that, that people think that, you know, the point and shoot cameras that have a fireworks setting on it they're just going to be able to put it to that setting and then they're they're going to take great fireworks pictures. Um, Personally, I would get a camera that, that, like, suits your needs. I'm a big Nikon fan, but there's other companies out there. And for some of those pictures, um, you know, there comes a time that even I put my camera down and I just watch the fireworks rather than try to take a picture because it does require some time and effort and you're sometimes more involved in trying to get that right picture than you are enjoying the fireworks.
1: Sometimes what I do is I make sure that when I'm before the fireworks start, I take the camera and I focus it on the the clock on the castle. That way your cameras, you're not driving your camera crazy on trying to focus on fireworks that are moving. So you get your camera focused on the castle and then just keep shooting that way. The fireworks will come out and no matter what you do, I mean, turn your flash off. Your flash is going to do nothing. Nothing. For uh, taking pictures of uh, fireworks,
2: you use autofocus on fireworks, or are you? I leave I, it on manual. After, I change. After the clock and go I and
1: change play? a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll start on autofocus, and then I'll, you know, change midway through and adjust my shutter speed. See, I mean, it's it's an art. It takes
2: a lot of practice. Yeah. And and as far as recommending cameras, we all shoot with. You have a Nikon. I have all a right. Canon. What do you have? I have a Sony. See, it's all. We all have different stuff. So. I
6: get copies of their
4: pictures. <laughs> and, and, you know, the best the best thing to do is read your owner's manual. I've said this before, but, you know, practice. You know, maybe buy your camera now and, and practice on the 4th of July fireworks in your area. You know, don't wait to get to Disney to, to start taking fireworks pictures.
2: I would check out some online reviews. It's where I always start when I'm searching for anything.
0: Mm-hmm. I think cameras have become almost like computers these days in that the components are made. By different people so if you you don't have to be married to a brand of camera but what you want to look for is what it can do and so what do you want to look for is what fast shutter speed right right when you have when you want to take something like fireworks pictures so that's something you can look at is what the specifications of the camera is rather than saying i'm going to buy a nikon
4: right and a point and shoot camera is going to have a longer like lag time between the pictures so you're going to be missing some fireworks. Where if you went, you know, Fester with the fancier shows. cameras that can, you know, sort of like fire them off one after the other, you're going to get better pictures too.
0: And it's I all- agree. I take some time to enjoy them. I mean, you know, you can go on our website and get pictures of the fireworks all you want. You know,
1: and, and we have a ton on there. A ton on <laughs> there, so
0: you can take those and if you're looking to put together a scrapbook or a photo album, you know, you can use those. But
4: and if you ever need any excuses of how to justify new computers, you know, cameras, any of that, send me an email because I'm really good at that. You know, I'll give <laughs> you all the answers that you need. Is that to talk questions.
0: yourself into it, or to talk somebody else? Let's
4: talk to other people okay. into it. Like, why do you need that lens? Why do you need the camera? I've got all the answers covered.
0: Excellent. Well, we hope we've covered that question. Uh, our next, we're going to play another voicemail for you, and this one comes from. Brett, and Brett's in Indiana, and he has a question about tipping. Go, Indiana.
11: Hello, podcast crew. I'm Brett from Terre Haute, Indiana, Iceman 13 on the boards. Our family's planning a trip down to Walt Disney World in the second week of February, and I had a question about tipping at Walt Disney World that I was hoping you could help me with. During a previous visit down to Walt Disney World, our family had just completed a tour of the Animal Kingdom. After the tour was over, I was talking to our guide, and she had done such a nice job that I wanted to give her a tip. As I was handing it to her, she informed me that she was not allowed to accept tips. Now, she was very polite about it, but it still was an awkward situation and pretty much put a damper on the rest of our conversation. I was obviously unaware that there were certain individuals at Walt Disney World that could not accept tips, though I knew that there were others, such as the wait staff and restaurants, that people should tip. So in the interest of avoiding awkward situations on our upcoming trip, I was hoping you could provide me with your thoughts and guidelines on tipping at Walt Disney World based on your experiences. Any information that you could provide would be helpful. A couple of specific areas would be which cast members are not allowed to accept tips. And also, which individuals should people tip, but they don't necessarily think to tip when they're visiting Walt Disney World. Thanks in advance for your help. And by the way, a big thank you to Webmaster Will for the clear tutorial on how to create MP3 files. Nice work. It was a lot easier than I thought it would be.
0: Thank you for that, Brett. Um, well, first of all, uh, Will will accept tips. It's the podcast at www.info.com. Thanks, Brett. (laughs) Um, I I think there's a – your basic rule of thumb here is that if you're working with someone who's in a salaried position at Disney, a cast member who's in a salaried position, they shouldn't accept tips. And I understand that's hard for you or us as a guest to determine who that is. But I agree that the the tour guides are not allowed to accept tips. Uh, Anybody in any kind of management position should not accept tips. Um, You know, I don't really have a a list I can give you that says this person, that person, this person.
1: I don't have that list either. I mean...
4: There was that story about they need to refuse it three times. Is that a wives' tale? Have you heard that one?
0: I've never heard that. I mean...
4: People say that on the Diz a lot that you have to say to the cast member, "Oh, come on!" You have to do this three times, and then magically they're allowed to accept the tip. Wow,
8: it's <laughs> no. a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that just seems, you know,
4: that doesn't seem very good. But seems I've heard like that.
0: A- and I mean, I understand your your feeling that you might be a little bit embarrassed by it, but don't let that embarrass you. I mean, you made the effort to tip somebody and if they politely refuse it, I don't see any reason for that to dampen your experience any less, you know, just take it for what it
1: is. You can always put it in an envelope and leave it for them at guest relations or something. That way they can't refuse it. Yeah. Get their name. That's an option.
0: If you really want to tip somebody, get their name and, and leave it, you know, in guest relations or the, the front desk.
5: I was again? going to say, if it's something that you've paid for, if, if it's a, an event that you've paid for, okay, that, that's not a, even true. Well, anyway, you guys were talking about the people who did the fishing excursions, and that's something you've paid for. But I'm sure if they did a good job... We tipped her. Yeah, we did. Right. So I don't know that my... I think my example was going yeah. to be... Again, I, yeah. I go yeah. back. To, anyway, I go back
0: to my experience as a cast member, and the idea here is that anyone in a salaried position shouldn't be accepting tips and again like i said how do you know who's salaried and who's not but you know the basic rule applies if it's someone handling your luggage or someone who's you know serving you food or anything like that there's are those a are lot givens.
4: of people tip housekeeping and there's a debate about that too but i just feel it's the right thing to do if they're cleaning the stuff in my room but a lot of people don't like to tip the housekeepers and
6: they get into that
4: too that mousekeeping, keeping and it doesn't you know depending on how much of a tip you give it doesn't determine if you get a towel animal in your room you know just tip because you think i always tip like the housekeeper because it makes me feel good to, to give them something i'm not giving it to them do i feel they they need it not necessarily but i give it after I see what they have done, not beforehand. And if you're going to tip the housekeeper, do it every day in case there's a different housekeeper every day.
0: That's a good tip. One of the things I read, too, on the board. No pun. No tip. No pun. <laughs> One of the things I've read on the boards, too, is that if you have a cast member you like, cast member you like, and someone you know you're going to see again, is you can bring them a gift. Yes. And they're going to be less likely to refuse a gift as opposed to a monetary offering to That's them. That's
2: a good point.
5: So people bring things from their home state
0: for the cast member to enjoy, so.
5: But you also have to keep in mind that if a cast member is on stage, that it has to be something that would slip into their pocket. It, it, you know, you Not can't flat screen TV, right? You can't <laughs> bring a dozen cupcakes to somebody running. It's a small world.
0: Very good. Well, we gave you a whole bunch of advice. I don't know if any of it was good. <laughs>
12: there you go.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's play another voicemail. This is from Jerry and Jamie, and they have a question about the Animal Kingdom Lodge.
13: Hello, Diz Unplugged gang.
12: This is Jerry Cursey.
13: And this is Jamie Cursey.
12: We are both Jay Kersey of the boys. Please forgive my voice, I have a bad cold. <laughs>
13: <laughs> we had a question about the Animal Kingdom Lodge.
12: We'll be coming down to Disney World in late August.
13: <laughs> we'll be coming down as DVC members and we'll be staying for the first time at Animal Kingdom Villas. We always wanted to stay there but could never find the availability, so we decided to wait until the new Kadani Village was built. So we finally made reservations a few weeks back, and when we did, the cast member talked about what he called an element of construction and referred to it as Phase 2. This surprised us because everything we had previously heard talked about a Spring 2009 completion. Uh, the cast member couldn't tell us any more, so our question to you is, do you have a feel for what we can expect? Jared?
12: Are we going to see construction walls in our surveyor View?
13: Or will the beauty of grazing giraffes be overtaken by jackhammers and table saws?
12: (laughs) Are the zebras going to be in therapy (laughs) instead of walking by the balcony?
13: (laughs) Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks so much for all you do.
12: We really love the podcast and we appreciate Appreciate your help.
13: Again, this is Jamie and Jared. Thanks again for all your help.
12: Dad, don't forget the crisis music.
13: <laughs> you mean crisis music like this? <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: really cute. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, Charry and Jamie.
5: He had a cold. I hope his cold is cold. better. <laughs>
0: um, a little bit about the construction at Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas. Uh, Disney's really good about trying to make sure that their guests are not impacted by this type of thing. Could you see construction walls? Yes. Could you hear construction going on? It's a possibility. However, they're not going to allow guests in areas that are going to have a tremendous impact by this. They want to let you know of this ahead of time so that you don't get there and then start freaking out.
5: The wildebeests won't be wearing construction
0: helmets. (laughs) What was it? The zebras won't be in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute. But, yeah, you, you, you might see some construction workers. You might hear some noises, but... Disney's really good about trying to make sure that their guests aren't impacted in their resorts. So, you know, go there with that in mind and try to enjoy your vacation that way. Don't worry about it ahead of time. However, if something does impact your stay, make sure you let Disney know about it. Because they're going to be better off trying to fix it while you're there rather than putting up with it and then coming home and saying, oh, boy, I had a bad time because... You know, there was construction. You didn't give me the chance to fix it. So if something does impact your stay, that's something you should do while you're on vacation. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much, guys. That was very cute. Made us all smile. And I have a voicemail. I want a voicemail. I keep doing that. (laughs) I have an email I want to read. This is from Christopher Dorsey. And Christopher says, I'm a DVC, DVC member, and I'll be traveling to Disney World this upcoming September. I'll be flying into Orlando International Airport and then renting a car from the airport. My question is, can I use Disney's Magical Express to transport my luggage to a Disney resort even if I'm not riding on board the bus from the airport? I prefer to rent a car because my father needs a wheelchair and it's much easier for us to travel around Disney in a car than using the resort buses. Because of the wheelchair, we now have less room for baggages. For baggage. For luggage. Um... Christopher, the answer is no. You have to be with your luggage if you want to use Disney's Magical Express. They're not going to let you send it ahead of time like a shipping service. Uh, my suggestion is look to rent a van. A van is going to give you more space for your luggage, but it's also going to make it easier for you putting the wheelchair on and off in and out of the car rather than trying to put it in a, a trunk or in a back seat. A van is going to allow you to just lift the wheelchair back into the back seat of the car. And you know what? Probably the trip from the airport to your resort is going to be a little cramped and your trip back to the airport is going to be a little cramped, but I think you guys will do fine.
5: Also, minivans are very, very popular in Orlando, so the price will be competitive. Right. You'll probably be able to get a minivan for either about the same price or just a little higher than what you would normally pay for a car.
2: I would rest a little easier, too, knowing you have all your luggage. It's with you. It's not in someone else's hands or you
0: know. right. And then, you know, it gets misplaced or something like that. This is just, but that's Disney's rule. You have to be with your luggage if you want to use Disney's Magic Express. You can't do it ahead of time.
5: The other thing you might want to consider, and I don't, it depends on what kind, I don't know what special needs you would have, but you could always ship a piece of luggage ahead of time to your resort, ship it from home, and then it'll be there once you arrive. That's kind of a, it's an option. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. It's kind of like a last resort kind of thing if it won't fit in the car, but you can do that. And don't overpack. Do yourself a favor.
2: Leave some room for souvenirs, you know. Exactly.
5: All right,
0: and our final voicemail, this comes to us from Mike, and Mike has a question about dining.
9: Hello, DisUnplugged team. Uh, First, I want to thank you all for the outstanding work you, you do for all of us. Disney World planners out here. Um, And my question is this. I I want your opinion on what would be a better two-table service experience um, for myself, my wife, and my three children, whom are seven, five, and two. Uh, We pretty much have it narrowed down to these selections. Uh, Narcoossee's California Grill, or the Hoopie Doo Show or the Spirit of Aloha Luau show, Uh, we'll be doing the deluxe dining plan only for one night before our week-long DVC stay at Animal Kingdom Villas, And uh, we haven't done any of those two service experiences yet. So I just wanted to get your opinion. I know Kevin Mm -hmm. has done some reviews on the California Grill and Arcooses, but I haven't heard anything about the other two the dinner shows. Um... But that's all I have. I I hope to hear your response. And, and again, thanks for all you do.
0: Thanks for that voicemail, Mike. Um, First of all, for those who don't know what Mike is asking about, when you book a package through Walt Disney Travel Company, if you you book a package that includes dining, you are given table service credits for a sit-down meal. You're given one per person per day. And some restaurants at Walt Disney World require two of these credits in order for you to eat there Usually the, the the shows Will be more, will be two credits And the fancier restaurants will be two credits And basically what this means is you have to forego using your credits For one of your sit down meals Another night and save them For this other uh, meal And These are the four choices he gave us Narcooses, California Grill Hoopty Doo or the Spirit of, of Aloha Luau Thing, the Polynesian
5: Okay, Mike doesn't tell us what time of year he's coming. So I'm gonna rule out the spirit of Aloha uh thing because it's outside. I'd rule it out just because it's the spirit luau. Of Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to be nicer than that. I've um that's an outside thing, so the weather <clears throat> excuse me, the weather can play a part in that. As far as the others, it would depend on your children. Uh Narcosis and narcooses and California Grill are it's very nice restaurants. However, they're not themed for specifically themed towards kids. It's not like Chef Mickey's. There's no character interaction. It's a fine. They're both fine dining experiences. Um, Narcusis is actually my favorite. Uh, however, California Grill has a pretty spectacular view. And I don't know if that would entertain your children for any length of time. If you're going to eat later on the night you're going to be there, you might be able to get a table during the fireworks, which is a pretty spectacular thing. But again, you'd be eating pretty late. I haven't been to the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review in a couple of years, but I know these folks have. I'm going to ask Teresa, would your kids be interested in the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review?
6: Well, my two older kids went and enjoyed it, but he's got a five and a two-year-old. I, I did not see any. Did you see the little tiny kids little young. Or. Of course we went to the 9.30
0: You guys so, did go to the last Yeah, yeah, yeah so
2: maybe true. at the earlier one Well, he should go back and listen to Not this week's discussion show last Because we get a review and David Parfitt has an interview So it'll give him a lot better idea
5: The hoop dee Do review is pretty lively yeah. and A lot's going on It might be um, a little
6: loud for You know,
5: it, it, you know you'd know, you have to make the decision based on that Of the three I would say that would probably be the most kid-friendly I agree right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also now the that's the food is served. As far as I remember, the food is served very quickly, so there's not going to really be a pot. And there, the what, the excuse me, the performers do come out into the audience, so there's not going to be a lot of chance for your kids to get up and move around which I don't know if that would be an issue.
6: There would be a lot for them to look at, though.
5: There would be a lot going on. Okay. The other two restaurants, well, again, I think they're wonderful restaurants, and I would recommend either one. That's going to be more of a sit-down, out-to-fancy-dinner kind of place for your little ones. So I hope that helps.
0: I think as we were listening to your voicemail, everyone kind of said, Yes, not our heads. Yes, to hoopty do, yeah. As opposed to the other three choices you had, Narcusis is great. We love Narcusis, but this is a little bit fancier restaurant, and you know, you kids may not be able to sit still for that long. You know? yeah, it's
5: a it's a longer dinner, and um, as I say, California Grill is also a, a fancier dining establishment. So, but again, there's a lot to look at at the California Grill. The view is spectacular, but again, if Narcusis in- has a
0: great view too. I mean, you
5: can.
1: But, you know, the hoopty do, you can go there a little bit earlier, go to the petting farm, and, you know.
6: all yeah, depends yeah. on the kids, though, if he's if got well-behaved children that are used to sitting through meals, mm.
0: you know. That's a good point. If they can go would... to the petting zoo, and they can pick out the chicken they want to eat for yep. that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: kind of like the there's a chance there. for your kids to run off some steam
1: before the hoopty do
2: yeah. review tail.
1: Beer's included in that, too, right? It is. And it's Beer casual.
0: Anymore. It's more casual. Oh, for anyone under seven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a playground right by the hoopty-doo.
6: Yeah.
0: Sure. Well, it, Teresa, that's a good point It is a little more casual However, either Narcooses or California Grill You don't have to feel worried about your kids going in shorts Or right. you know anything like that Then no one's going to look at them or say anything about a kid being in shorts Obviously you don't want bathing suits or anything You know, flip-flops or bare feet
5: but. I hope we've helped I, I, I think the, the final decision is going to be based on You know your kids better than we do And what, what they're going to be the most comfortable with. The Hoop-Dee-Doo Review would give them the most chance beforehand to d- burn off some energy, and it's also the liveliest. However, you're talking about a great difference in the quality of what you're eating also. Right. Mm. Um, it's true. I, the food at the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review, as far as I remember, was okay. It's
1: fried chicken, you know, ribs, ribs and
5: beans bread. and corn on the cob. Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> yeah. but, so if you're looking for a fine dining kind of thing, Narcosys or California Grill are going to be better.
0: hoop de doo hoop
12: do.
5: Leave your kids at child
6: care and go to the other <laughs> oh, There you
5: go. There you go. <laughs>
6: and eat their food.
0: All right. Well, that will do it for this week's uh, email show, and we hope we've left you with a feeling of
5: uh, fullness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you want to have your email read on the show, you can send that to podcast at ww.info.com or send us your voicemail at 1-877-310-9662. That's toll free. If you're in the UK or Australia, go to our page and look up the number because I'm not going to read it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, we <laughs> uh, and we hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to seeing everybody next week. Thanks and have a great week.